1939, at the start of World War II, the Ministry of Information designed a very basic red and white poster with a picture of a crown at the top and underneath were five simple words. Can you guess what they were? Keep calm and carry on. The poster and slogan it carried are timeless, possibly more popular now than it was then. The catchy slogan was a national call to press on despite the impending threat of war in our country. But it also epitomises British stoicism and having a stiff upper lip. We're encouraged to press on, soldier through adversity and not let our emotions interfere. Now don't get me wrong, perseverance and resilience are essential qualities. But if this feels like the only acceptable way to feel in response to difficulties, then what do we do in times of anguish? How do we respond when our hearts are hurting? How do we act in times of pain and with feelings of injustice? What if there's a different way to respond when our hearts are aching? I'd like to suggest there is a different way, and that is to lament. Lament is unfamiliar to many today, but it's an important response to the pains and injustice we experience in life. It's the heartfelt and passionate cry of a hurting soul Lament can be unfamiliar even in the church. It's not uncommon to see a praise and thanksgiving service on a church bulletin. But when was the last time you saw a sorrow and grief service? If you look at the Bible, you'll see people allowed themselves to be moved. Jesus wept, the psalmist cried out, and the prophets lamented. One of those prophets, Jeremiah, was in fact known as the weeping prophet. He was a prophet who spent most of his life calling on God's people, the nation of Israel, to repent and live the life they were called to live in relationship with God. They didn't listen though, and were actually captured by the Babylonians. Jeremiah saw his people and their freedom taken away, living outside of a relationship with God, and it broke his heart. He was moved to write a whole book of lamentations about what he saw and how he felt. In chapter 2, verse 11, he wrote, My eyes fail from weeping. I am in torment within. My heart is poured out on the ground because my people are destroyed. Jeremiah didn't bottle up his feelings or maintain a stiff upper lip at the situation around him. Instead, he cried to God. Lament isn't complicated. Lamenting is simply putting words to how we're feeling, to state the circumstances around us, and honestly bring our pain before God. There are many things in life that move us, many things that bring about feelings of despair or cause our hearts to ache. War, bereavement, disaster and injustice are just a few examples. UK poverty is another. This year we're experiencing the highest rates of inflation for decades and things are getting more difficult for those living in poverty. With the Food Foundation reporting that in April 2022, 7 million adults missed meals due to rising costs. The energy cap rise means fuel bills are simply becoming unaffordable for many. And according to the Joseph Rowntree Foundation, at the end of 2021, 3.8 million people on the lowest income had fallen behind in paying bills. Right now across the UK and right here in your community, there are people living in the middle of very real poverty. Neighbours with empty cupboards, fridges and stomachs, a father unable to heat his cold, damp home, and a mother for whom sanitary products are out of reach. It's difficult to hear these statistics and even more difficult to know that these numbers are made up of lives and individuals made and loved by God. 
Recently, I had a story that came down from our own debt operations team at CAPS head office. Once they'd started to put together a budget for a client, sort out all of their priority bills, like their rent, their energy bill and council tax, they started on their fee budget, the next most important thing that we do before we even think about creditors. And what they found was that there was only £1.87 left for food. Not for a day, but a week. This is a reason to lament. And at CAP, we want to stand alongside the church to lament with those living in poverty and facing the ever-increasing cost of living crisis. In a little while, I'd like to invite you to join me and take time to lament and hold the pain of those in poverty before God. This action of lament, however, doesn't leave us in a place of darkness because it's in the midst of lament that we find hope. Right at the heart of Lamentations chapter 3, we hear Jeremiah say, My soul is downcast within me, yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. In the middle of Jeremiah's lament for his country, he was confronted with the compassion, love and hope of God. What a wonderful example of lament leading to new hope. At CAP, we have the privilege of partnering with local churches who meet people in the middle of crisis living in poverty. And as these churches journey with them, they bring the hope of God. One of these people is a man named Sid. And Sid has kindly shared his story and his journey from lament to hope with us. Let's watch Sid's story now. Looking back on it, it's actually quite frightening. And I'm not a guy that frightens easily, but that looking back on it, it is actually quite frightening that he got to that point. Oh yeah. Oh, that's it. You must be Becky. Yeah, nice nice to meet, meet you. you. Nice to meet yeah. you. So this is your house. This is Shay Sid, yes. <laughs> can, I, can I give a shoe? Yes, no problem. Lovely to meet you. Can I do a tea or a drink? Um, my name's Sid. I'm 58 years old. In my younger life, I was well into sport, cricket, rugby, boxing. Um, used to get paid for playing cricket and rugby. Actually playing cricket with Ian Botham, Graham Hick, Tom Moody, virtually half the England side were at Worcester at that time. I seriously injured myself, which meant that my sporting career was not over, but it would never be professional as I wanted it to be. I was still able to play a bit of village cricket. I actually had an accident at work and something fell on my head and they took me up and gave me an x-ray and this lovely little chap came through and he said, oh, we found something that's not there, not supposed to be there. And I went, oh, you mean a brain? And he said, no, you've got a tumour. And I said, no, 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 I'm indestructible, me, I don't get things like that. Can't happen to me. Brain tumour was operated on April 2015. Pretty much a year later, was diagnosed with Crohn's, which is a quite a nasty stomach disorder. Admitted to hospital, um, and just before I was admitted to hospital, my mother passed away, who I've been looking after for a few years, um, quite suddenly as well. It, it turned out I was suffering from a 
very severe depression because of what had been going on. And obviously during that time as well, I was getting into debt without actually knowing I was getting into debt. I was on some quite um, heavy duty medication and it just spiraled. So pretty much everybody you could owe money to, I owed money to. The nurse came into the room and she said, can I get you anything? I said, no, just shut the door and let me die. I'd had enough. The will, the will to fight it had just gone. They looked after me in, in hospital and fixed the broken bits again and got me up and running. And when I came out, someone referred me or said to me, if you've got problems, give these people a ring and gave me a card. And when I got home is when I made the, the phone call to Cap. I tried to collect everything that was relevant to what was going on, so letters and bills and all the, the correspondence. And everything was explained, which puts you so much at ease because you actually, for the first time, know what's going on. And then Andrew said to me, I'll give you some, he actually gave me a load of prepaid envelopes. If anything comes, send this off to Cap. If they ask for anything, send this off to Cap, here's an envelope, you don't have to worry about a stamp or anything. And for the first time think, crikey, there's a way out of this, you know. It, it was like a, a weight being lifted off my shoulders. Brilliant. That's when Andrew dropped the bombshell, did you fancy coming to church on Sunday, Sid? So I said, no, all right, no, no, yeah, no, no, that'd be nice, that'd be nice, come along. And I turned up knowing two people Andrew and Chris. When I left, 20 plus people, see you next week, Sid, have a good week, see you next week. Oh, I'm going, crikey, it's a bit different, isn't it? They're all very nice. That was four years ago, but maybe a bit longer. Um, and apart from the times when I've been in hospital, I've not missed a Sunday. I see things totally differently now. My whole attitude is different now. I wake up every day, and every day is now a lovely day. <laughs> and to watch the transformation, both physically and, and spiritually, uh, to, to sort of lifting the real Sid back into life, it's almost like a resurrection type thing. From where he was, to, through the process, to where he is, full of spirit. Full of life. He gets involved in all the meetings we do, our small groups, our worship meetings, as well as our regular Sunday meetings. And we believe God is good and God can do things. And Sid is a testimony to that. So it's, it's been a real delight and a pleasure for us. Without Cap, Gary, Andrew and Chris, and the church, I actually would rather not think about where I would be now. Um, it really has made that much of a difference to my life.
and un unfortunately with the current financial climate it's with real sadness that I think Kappa are only going to get busier so people need to know that there are people out there who care firstly and secondly can actually help it's that sense of belonging and the sense of friendship to me it, it is priceless Sid's story was a journey of lament to hope. The journey he has been on in many ways reflects our vision at CAP and why we exist. At CAP we have a vision to see transformed lives, thriving churches and an end to UK poverty. Sid's life is a transformed one from a place of hopelessness as he battled depression, physical illness and debt to a place of hope. He now has a new song to sing, a future that's hopeful and he's passing that hope onto others. What an example to us of how God changes lives and opens doors for us to reach out and help others. Sid was helped by a thriving local church. His church partners with Captor in a debt centre, which is helping those swimming against the rising tide of debt. Cap provides a strong team of expert accredited debt advisors who contact creditors and provide ongoing budget advice to clients over the phone. All this happens while the church-based debt centre manager and befriending team visit clients in their home, usually at a moment of crisis, to journey alongside them on what is often a long road out of debt. Other churches run life skills groups or job club courses to support those living on low incomes or help people back into work. There are many ways God calls us to reach out, to be the hands and feet of Jesus and a thriving church that has people ready to answer the call. Cat befriender Chris and debt centre manager Andrew were just two people in Sid's church committed to reaching out to those most in need, helping them to find their new song of hope. And finally, Sid's story provides real hope that UK poverty can end one life and one home at a time. But it also reminds us that there's much more to be done. And if Sid's story of debt resonates with you and your own circumstances, I encourage you to not put off seeking help you can call CAP for free on 0800 328 0006. We're passionate about bringing about a place where poverty doesn't exist, a place where more people currently living in poverty can find their song of hope and your church can be part of this. You can be part of this. You can make a response today. The first response God invites us is one of the heart to hurt and to cry out for those who are living with the reality of UK poverty, to be moved by the struggles and pains that we see and experience. So your response today is a simple but powerful one. Write your own prayer of lament for the cost of living crisis and its impact on the most vulnerable. It doesn't need to be poetic, just needs to come from the heart. 
It doesn't need to be long, it may be a few words, but simply write it on the card that you've been provided with or through the website or by scanning the QR code. We make this lament knowing that we're not alone. We come together with thousands of other Christians to write prayers that will be gathered and read at a prayer event at Westminster, believing in the power and importance of the prayers of God's church. We're coming to pray in the company of God who sees and hears our cries. And it's often in the middle of bringing our heartfelt cries to God that he reveals who he is and brings his hope, just as he did with Jeremiah and others in scripture. So when we bring our laments before God, we can trust that he will bring his hope and his transformation. Thank you for listening.